the chief cornerstone, the living stones, and everyone else. That is the message I have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. You know, there's a uh, parable you can find in the New Testament. Actually, you'll find it in uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You'll find it in Matthew chapter 21, verses 33 to 46, Mark 12, verses 1 to 12, and Luke 20, verses 9 to 19. I encourage you to uh, search these things out for yourself. Uh, very, very interesting. In this parable of the vineyard, let me give you a brief uh, description the Lord is talking about a vineyard. And now that vineyard represented uh, the people of Israel. They were entrusted with the word of God. Uh, God nursed the uh, children of Israel. You find that over many centuries. And in this parable, it talks about a householder or an owner of the vineyard. And he sent his servants, you know, because it was the time of the fruit, harvest time, to gather the fruit. So when he sent his servants, what happened, uh, the people, uh, the gardeners, the people, the husbandmen, they call them in a King James, uh, what happened, they stoned the servants and some of them they killed. And this was done a couple of times and they did the same thing over and over. And finally, uh, the householder said, well, I'll send my son and they will reverence him. And the bottom line is they ended up killing him too. So this was the parable uh, that was coming forth. Now I want you to know that the servants in this parable, uh, basically they represent the prophets that God sent to the children of Israel. And you know that they uh, stoned them, they killed them. And then actually we have here Christ, the Lord, prophesying his own death at the hands of his own Jewish people, the children of Israel. So that's why it's a powerful parable. Uh, keep in mind that we find that in three different gospel accounts. So you know that the Lord is speaking. He wants you to know uh, the meaning of this. So what I'm going to do now, I'm just going to give you the tail end of uh, Matthew's account. I'm going to look at verses uh, 40 to 46 in chapter 21 in the gospel account of Matthew. So keep in mind, the Lord is speaking to the religious people. He's speaking to the Pharisees, the, the chief priests. He's, he's given this parable to them. So let's pick it up in verse 40. It says, When the Lord therefore of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto those husbandmen or gardeners? Okay, let me just stop there at the verse there. So keep in mind, he spoke that parable to them. So now he's going to ask them the question, you know, what, what should the Lord do? When the Lord, therefore, of the vineyard comes, what will he do unto those husbandmen or gardeners, the ones who uh, stoned and, and killed the servants? Verse 41, they say unto him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husbandmen or gardeners, which shall render him the fruits in their seasons. Jesus saith unto them, did you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore say, I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth 
the fruits thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. And when the chief priests and Pharisees had heard his parables, they perceived that he spake of them. But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitude because they took him for a prophet. So we have a very uh, powerful and interesting uh, parable which the Lord brought forth to his own people. And it was meant for them. And they knew it. You see, they, they knew. They, they, uh, they perceived that he, he was talking about them. So here they're, they're, they're in a little uh, trouble spot here. Uh, they, they realize, hey, this guy's coming against us. He's talking about us here. And they wanted to grab him. They wanted to lay hands on him. But, but they feared the multitude. They knew if they did that, that, that their own body, their own uh, souls, their own lives were at stake here, folks. Uh, don't miss this. They would have grabbed him except for the multitude that took him for a prophet. There were many people who listened to Christ, who followed Christ. So they were in the midst of the situation. So they didn't grab him at that time. And you, you can look through all the gospel accounts, ladies and gentlemen, over and over and over again. You will see where they sought to uh, kill him, grab him, destroy him. You, you search it out for yourselves, folks. You, 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 you don't have to listen to uh, what I say. Go search the scriptures for yourself. You'll see what I'm telling you here today is true. It's important that you see these things. So if you notice that the Lord spoke about a stone, okay, he says, and whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. What is he talking about there? He's talking about himself. Now, if you look in verse uh, 42, what Jesus said to them, he said, did you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected the same as become the head of the corner? It's talking about the cornerstone, okay? He says, this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. So what the Lord did there, folks, he was quoting from Psalm 118. I'm going to read it to you, Psalm 118, verses 22 to 23. It says, the stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Don't miss this. So here's Jesus, folks, gentle Jesus, sweet Jesus, loving Jesus, talking to the religious leaders of that time. We're talking about the chief priests here, folks, the Pharisees, okay? So he said to them, did, did, did you ever read that? And now he quotes from Psalm 118, verses 22 and 23. This is the beauty of the gospel, folks. It all works together. The Old Testament flows right into the New Testament, and this is what the Lord did here. He said, didn't you read that? Have you ever read that? And it's speaking of himself. So I want to set the foundation here, ladies and gentlemen, to show you that the cornerstone uh, that he was talking about is himself. That's right. In fact, let me put up on the screen. I tried to grab a, a picture that I could show you. Uh, there's an event that took place back in 1923. It was um, a cornerstone ceremony is what it would be known as. You know, a lot of times when they build a brand new building, uh, they'll have a ceremony for the cornerstone. Basically, 
uh, it's supposed to be the first stone is representative of a building that is about to be built. Okay, so uh, up on the screen, uh, there was 1923 Washington, D.C. Jewish Community Center. And you see this big ceremony and, the, and you see the cornerstone that they're about to lay there. Uh, that's good. So I want you to see that. So when we're talking about a cornerstone, you're talking a chief stone, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's beautiful the way this all fits together. Let's go to the New Testament now. In the book of Romans, we're going to look at chapter 9. Verses 30 through 33, Jewish Apostle Paul said this, What shall we say then that the Gentiles, which followed not if the righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith? But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore? Because they sought it not by faith, but as it were, by the works of the law, for they stumbled at that stumbling stone. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion, or Zion, a stumbling stone and rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Wow. So, here we have the Jewish Apostle Paul. Now he's quoting also from the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 8 verses 14 and 15. You'll find all of that being spoken about. That, that this stone would be a rock of offense. And he is the, uh, the rock, folks. That uh, the Jewish people, the people of Israel, are highly offended by. Even in our present time. Oh yes, don't miss this, folks. So all the way back then, we're talking about Christ coming. He's, he's letting it be known that he was that cornerstone. He's the one that they needed, you see, but they refused him, you see, and that's the stumbling stone. Now, we're talking salvation here, folks. You refuse Christ, you refuse salvation. You can't be saved outside of Jesus Christ. So that's what we're dealing with. So we're talking about faith here. So the Gentiles we're talking about here, it says, which followed not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. So through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they can be saved. So the Jewish people, even though they had the scriptures, they had the law, they had the Ten Commandments, they had all of these things, but they missed it. You see? So... Through simple faith, they, if they were to receive the Messiah who came at a, an appointed place in time, but they missed it. For the most part, obviously there were uh, Jewish people who got saved, a small minority compared to the majority who rejected Christ. So I want you to see, folks, it's through simple faith. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm going to look at verses 5 to 10. He said, ye also as lively or living stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore, also it is contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion or Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. So I want to show you here that once again, Peter, he's quoting from the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 16. 
It all works together. Verse 7, Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. That's speaking of Christ, the cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. You could check out Isaiah chapter 8, verses 14 and 15. So it all locks together, folks. It all flows together, and it's all about Christ. He's the cornerstone. Keep in mind we are talking about a spiritual household of Almighty God. Verse 9, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Glory to God. You know, when I first got saved, I was born again of the Spirit. Uh, I, I knew what that meant, folks. I knew I was in. Praise God. God saved a wretch like me. I deserved nothing but the lowest part of hell. Now I'm in. I'm part of that royal priesthood. I'm part of that holy nation. Not because I'm uh, goody two-shoes here. Oh, no. Because I put my faith in the Lord. The one who sent his son to die for my sins. He called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. I came out of the darkness of the Roman Catholic Church into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. I, I, I knew who he was. I knew the deity of Christ, folks. It's a miracle to be born again. Don't ever forget that. Sometimes we uh, take this salvation too lightly. Uh, take it for granted, folks. It's a miracle to be born again and to know these things, folks. We don't deserve anything. Don't deserve anything. So I want you to see here that Peter's talking about lively stones, living stones. What does that mean? Well, we, we already learned that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. So any man or woman who puts their faith in the Lord, they're, they're truly born again of the Spirit, they become a living stone. Hear me now. Folks, this gospel is available for everyone. The drunk on the street, the rich in their palaces, we all come through the same way, folks. The prostitute can get saved. And when they do get saved, if they turn to the Lord and they're truly born again of the Spirit, they are a living stone in the spiritual household of God, in the spiritual temple of God. Folks, hear me. It is a spiritual temple. Forget about this talk about a, a third temple going to be built and, and that they're going to have these sacrifices and they're going to be uh, memorial only. They're still going to be uh, sacrificing uh, animals. Folks, hear me. Don't buy that stuff. It's a spiritual temple. We're seated in heavenly places with Christ already. That's called retro religion. It's going backwards. It ain't going to happen. You want to be part of the spiritual temple of God, folks. That's what you need. You need to come in through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So keep in mind that Jesus is the stumbling stone. People look at him and say, nope, he's not my Messiah. Oh, I don't believe that stuff. Oh, he was nothing but a, oh, he did some good things and stuff like that. I'm here to tell you today, folks, we're talking deity. We're talking God manifest in the flesh. We're talking about the Messiah. We're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And this salvation is still available for the Jewish people. 
You see that? And I, folks, I, I've known my share of uh, what you would call messianic uh, Jews. In other words, they believe what I believe. And, and, and technically, they're Jewish, okay? But, but they're believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're nothing but wretches like everybody else. They had to come in. It's the blood uh, that uh, was shed by Christ. God commended his love toward us. We were sinners. We can be justified by the blood. So, so that's how you come into this spiritual house, this spiritual temple. Okay, so keep in mind the cornerstone is Christ. Okay, don't ever forget that. Look at Romans chapter 10, verses 9 to 13. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Hallelujah. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Wow. So I, I like what it says here, folks. It says there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek, or the you could say the Jew and the Gentile. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. In other words, there'll be no excuses for anybody, folks. If you're out there, you're just tuned in, you're, you're just curious, you saw the title or something, I don't know, and you just want to, you know, see what, what I have to say here. Hear me now. You need to come in through Christ. If you don't come in through Christ, you'll die in your sins. You will end up in hell. Let's get real. Let's not play religious games here. I'm telling you, if you want to come in, you want to know you're going to heaven, you want to be part of the spiritual household of God, you want to be part of that spiritual temple, you want to end up in heaven when this whole thing's over, folks, you need to come through Christ. Forget it. all the other nonsense that people are telling you that all religions basically lead to the same place. They don't. They're lying to you. I'm giving you the truth here. This is the love of God toward you that I'm sharing so that you might be saved, folks. So so here, remember those words, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can get in a car accident, folks. Maybe maybe you don't uh, listen today, but keep in mind, don't forget that verse. You could be on your last breath, perhaps. Call upon the Lord. Call upon him for mercy, folks, because there's no other way in. No other way. First Corinthians chapter 3 Verse 11, it says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. In other words, he's the foundation, folks. There's no other foundation. Anything other than Christ is a fake foundation. Okay? You believe in that lie that you got to come through Mary? Nonsense. you got a fake foundation. That's what you got. A fake foundation. It's going to be revealed on the last day. Burnt up as worthless, folks. You need Christ. The focus got to be on Christ. This was God manifest in the flesh. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 to 22, also written by the Jewish apostle Paul. He said, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief corner stone. There it is again. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. 
There's the key. Through the Spirit. You need the Holy Ghost, folks. You're not born again. You don't have the Holy Ghost. You're dead in your sins right now. You're a dead stone. The only way you become a living stone is when you're born again of the Spirit, folks. You, you, you pass from death unto life. And once again, I'm, I'm showing you here that this holy temple of God, this, this spiritual house, is spiritual, folks. <laughs> don't, don't forget that. So uh, this is something you need to remember. So that's how you get in. So you say, well, what about everybody else? Well, this is what happens to everybody else. Let's go to Acts 4, verses 10 through 12. Here's Peter. He's speaking to the people of Israel. This is what he said. He said, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Now there was a man who was healed, and he wanted to know how this guy got healed. And now he's, Peter's letting it go here, man. He's, he's preaching his heart out. Hallelujah. So you want to know how this guy got whole? How he was healed? I'll tell you how. So he's preaching to the people of Israel. And then verse 11, it says, This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, meaning the Jewish people, the people of Israel, which has become the head of the corner. There we go again. Chief cornerstone. Neither is this salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now, could it be any clearer? I share that. A portion of scripture often it's letting you know folks this is a mercy call for somebody out there today it's letting you know clear as a bell that there is none other name no other name folks under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved folks if you want to be saved you must come through christ you must come through christ i was as lost as could be Praying my Hail Marys over Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Blessed are the. What was that getting me? Nothing. I was dead in my sins. I was a dead stone until Christ rescued my wretched soul. Glory to God. Opened my eyes. Born again. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. You know, I told you the first time I ever preached on the streets, it was a woman who used to. Work the streets, you know, a woman of the streets, uh, is, uh, I guess the way they put it, folks, into prostitution. She, she, was, she had a red microphone, and I, I, would, I was listening to her very close to the church I was uh, attending. So in between services, I was listening to her. But inside, I was saying, I, 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 that's what I want to do. Yep, that's it, that's it. And she's looking at me, and she, she just she takes the... The microphone off her shoulder and says, yeah, hey, you're preaching. And I said, oh, no, 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 that's okay. No, she says, no, you're preaching. You're preaching. I grabbed that mic and I started preaching, folks. I just want to show you something, folks. That's the mercy of God. Every one of us, you know, you deserve hell, folks. You, you, you have to know that. If you think you're good, you know, some people have figured they, they make a lot of donations and I'll do this. Uh I remember Kathy had a relative who donated a huge amount of money to this church to buy these big doors, and he said something like, I hope maybe God will open a door for me. It don't work that way, folks. You see, it's, it's heartbreaking when you hear stuff like that. You can't buy yourself uh, into heaven, folks. Salvation is not for sale. Oh, no. Christ paid the price. Christ paid the price. I've been bought with a price. The price was the blood of Christ. Purchased, purchased by the blood of with the blood of God, folks. No other way in. 
So, so if you want the real deal, folks, you just heard it. There's no other way of salvation except through Christ. I'll end with this verse, John 14 and verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Folks, no way you're getting in without Christ. He's saying, I'm the way, the truth. You see that? He didn't, know, he didn't just say, I spoke the truth. He said, I am the truth. Glory to God and the life. This is where eternal life is, folks. It's in the Son. He who has the Son has life. You don't have the Son, you don't have life. Eternal life is in Jesus Christ, whether you're Jewish or Gentile. That obviously includes the whole world. So how many people get in, folks? Well, Jesus said, narrow is the way and straight, and few there be that find it. Most reject Christ. They just live for the things of this life. That's it. That's it. They, they party hardy. Everybody circle to the left. Let's have fun. <laughs> they don't realize when the breath leaves their body, it's over. And they die in their sins without Christ. Oh my, oh my, folks. Let that not be you. And let me end it right here. Be blessed.